0: this is the other side the podcast if your family was popping welcome back and if you're new what you do stick around for a bit this is our safe haven to document our journey to the other side i've had this burning feeling inside me for a while that there just has to be more than life than what i've experienced we all know adulting is ghetto and breaking generational curses is not for the weak by grace god has shown me that there is another life we're able to access once we step into alignment with who we're called to be So now I'm trying to see what's on the other side of faith, the other side of obedience, the other side of betting on myself. I just have to know. So I'm running my own race, trying to see what that's like. And if you are on a journey to your other side, let's do it together. You're in the right place and you don't have to get there alone. On the show, we'll discuss everything adulthood, career decisions, seeking therapy, dating life, friendships, family dynamics, happiness, all that. It ain't going to be easy, but... I believe we can all make it to the other side. Let's jump in. Hey, y'all. What's going on? What's the deal? I hope you all are doing well. I'm coming to you with episode three. And we're going to be talking about transition phases. Child, when I tell you I feel like I'm always going through some kind of transition, I mean it. (laughs) I mean it. But that's okay, because God is... Moving some things around that may not make sense in the natural, but are all coming together for my good in the the spiritual. But, you know, I feel like this is something that everyone can relate to. Everyone's gone through a transition phase and I wanted to just shed some light on some realities that I've had to, you know, accept, um, but also the beauty of a transition phase. So... I had seen this visual online um, about how we can go through life and it was two of the same things, but just different perspectives. And so one was like, it's like a circle, say, for example, you're looking at a circular staircase, but from a bird's eye view, right? From a bird's eye view, it just looks like it's just a circle, you know, somebody were to draw it. It just looks like a circle from the top bird's eye view. And that perspective was like, you know, you're not making any progress. You're constantly battling with something you're going through the ups and downs and you just aren't making any progress and it can be easy to get wrapped up in thinking that that's exactly what you're going through and I'll be honest sometimes we do go through things multiple times because we haven't completely grasped the lesson so that was one perspective and then the other one was that same circular staircase but looking at it at the side view right so as if you're standing across from it right and you can see okay Obviously, this is a circle. We can move upwards or downwards, but someone's going up the staircase, but they're making progress. They're going up. And so it's the same thing, but just looking at it from a different perspective in that one, right? It's like, okay, we're going through things. We're going through the ups and downs. But regardless, because that's inevitable, right? We're going to go through the ups and downs. But when we take a step back and realize that we're no longer in the same place going through those ups and downs, that in itself is a sign of progress. And I thought that was so beautiful because even in the situation I just mentioned of you're going through the same lesson because you haven't grasped it. Every time you go through it though, you have more experience to build from. So you're still not going through the same situation, even though you are. If you get me, you get me. (laughs) But I have been thinking about that. And like I said, it's inevitable for us to go through transitions in life, but it can sometimes, or I sometimes, I mean, I put that on y'all. I sometimes have been fed up with like, God, why am I going through something again? Like, can a sister get a break? Jesus, Jesus is like, don't call on me. <laughs> but, but for the past few years of my life, it just felt like I've just always, I've been constantly going through something. So, story time, y'all. It is story time. <laughs> but I'll try to make this short, or as as short as can be, with also giving y'all details. So. October 2020, I decided to step into a career path of financial planning with this company, and it was a 100% commission job. And I was so for it. I love the work. I love the idea of becoming a financial advisor. I love the conversations I was having with people like I loved every aspect of it, the prospecting and building your own clientele. That was different, but I still found, found some joy in that. Um, It required me to step out of my comfort zone in numerous ways, but I just like truly enjoyed having those conversations with people. People were opening up to me. We were, I felt like I was being a part of people overcoming a lot of generational trauma and just curses. You know, they were helping, I was helping them break curses of not knowing how to manage money, feeling more comfortable with managing their money, things of that nature, right? That was October, 2020, when I first started. Child by August of 2021, I was po. Okay, I was broke, <laughs> and like I said, it was a hundred percent commission job, so I knew that that is what can possibly come with doing that type of work. Of course, you know, they have the people that they show you, like, you know, this advisor started off with our company and now they have a five year practice and they're making 400k a year, and blah blah blah. It sounds good, <laughs> it sounds good, but. I don't think that was in the store in store for me. Not at the time, at least. Hallelujah. But so by August 2021, I was hitting low points. I was like working every day, still having conversations with clients. But it felt like I wasn't making any progress because I wasn't getting paid. So I'm having conversations with people about their finances and how to manage it. And I'm not even making money, truthfully. Um, so just completely struggling. And I was I held on to that job from August I mean obviously since October 2020 but as soon as I started facing like the real downfalls and it was not changing for about three or four months from August to Thanksgiving the day before Thanksgiving was when I quit mind you I'm also studying for the licenses when it comes to this job to actually become a certified financial advisor I'm studying I'm working I'm meeting with clients I'm going to events to step out of my comfort zone to build my clientele I am really trying and I am still not making any money. What is happening? And I'm looking at God like, oh God, hold on, <laughs> don't hold out on me now. Like, what's going on? So just completely confused, dealing with a lot of mental anguish about my decision to actually take a step forward to do this. Um, I had friends and family who were like, not that they were shooting my dreams down, but were telling me to just be more realistic in the most like loving way possible. I love them for this, but they were like, we love you. We think you can do this. We believe you can do this, but it's not making sense financially now. And you may need to explore other options. Basically, even my roommate, I felt bad that I was treating my roommate in that way where I wasn't always having my portion in rent. Um, and we were just, I was just contributing to a struggling together, not a fair thing whatsoever. Um, so I quit In November, I took my exam, one of the exams, one more time, failed. And I told God, I said, God, if I fail this exam, I'm quitting. It's really just that simple. Took the exam, failed. I didn't even feel any emotions when I failed, truthfully. Quit the next day. Hallelujah. And went back to Phoenix for Thanksgiving, blissfully. Said, I'm not worried about that anymore. But eventually, the reality did start to set in. And I was like, this is tough. Like, I don't know what I'm about to do. My lease was about to be up in December. I had been talking about locking my hair. So basically, I was like, all right, God, I'm just throwing in the towel. I've been holding on. Matter of fact, this was the image that God was giving me. Like, if you just let go of this rope, I have a firm foundation to place you on. Just let go, though. And it's like when you hold on to like a a rope for so long, it starts to burn your hand. But eventually, if you just let go, there's going to be ground right there. But it's scary to let go because we don't know where the ground is, how far it is, if we're going to, you know, scratch ourselves when we land. I end up literally releasing that rope and falling on the ground. And it wasn't too far down, but I moved back home to live with family. I was unemployed for about four or five months, really five. I moved back in December, so up until like April. Unemployed for five months, and I immediately stepped into a service role in my household with my family. I had lived in Phoenix for six years, and I hadn't been unemployed since I was at the age of 14 right? I had started working at the skating rink my freshman year of high school. So everything was just brand spanking new for me. I haven't been back at home in Phoenix. I haven't been an adult living at home in years um, or ever, but you know, I haven't been living with family in years. I haven't not had a job in years on years. Like I just don't know what's happening. On top of that, like I said, I started playing this service role. That's for another time, but basically I was assisting my family um allowing them to use my car I was taking them places and I had no problem with doing that it got to a point where I eventually had to submit and surrender and say yeah I, I don't mind helping my family whatsoever but like once a month I told them like I need at least some time by myself or to do this but I immediately stepped into a service role as I'm job searching and let me just say this too the job search will really humble you okay like you think you hot stuff and you think your resume is stacked to the brim and you just <laughs> and child them companies would be like, baby, we do not want you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but you didn't, we're not interested. Um, so I was being humbled by every, in every aspect of life <laughs> and, you know, just try my best to apply for jobs, interview. There was a job that I had took that was basically doing the same thing, but building my book of business for a financial planning company or practice in Phoenix excuse me, accepted it, and immediately felt like, God, what did I just do? That same week, I had this opportunity to, this job offer to move to Atlanta, basically the job that I ended up accepting. Now, mind you, life is still life-in at this point, but I had two job offers in Atlanta, same salary. One had moving expenses, the other one didn't. They They weren't offering any moving expenses, and I took the one with the moving expenses. But how I received that, especially as I once I got to Atlanta, was God was trying to get me here regardless. Now, I've never said I wanted to move to Atlanta. No shade to Atlanta. I just never said that I wanted to move there. But God provided both opportunities. I took one. I moved here, took the job in um in April, drove across the country in May. And I was just completely ready for the role. Right. So now in that staircase example. Right. So I done went to I guess you could call it a low of the being unemployed and being in the service position and, you know, moving back home and all of those things. But then I started, things started to look up for me, right? I got this job, it's salaried and I'm doing something similar. I was just working for a financial advisor. I was an assistant. But, you know, it's salaried. I'm doing the work that I love to do. I'm serving my community. This is good. Then when I got out here, I'm paying my bills on time, getting out of debt. I'm saving. I'm doing great. And I'm enjoying, like, a new city, right? When I tell (laughs) y'all, the work situation just got bad, bad, and worse, and worse, and worser. to the point where by my three-month anniversary, July 18th, I was crying on my way to work. It was that bad. I said, oh, no, baby, I got to go. And God was telling me back in June, like, I needed you to come to Atlanta, and I needed you to get here. Well, you weren't going to come had I not offered, you know, the, the, um, moving expenses so you're here now but I have bigger things in store for you here so just stick with me that you're not supposed to be on this team forever not for a long time actually so God is telling me this and I'm like really I mean I, ain't, I mean I ain't mad God Give me about the situation but like I was just confused like I was a little confused so July comes that's when I'm like trying to go through the, the ups and downs have those conversations and it just was a messy way of unfolding fast forward to September 2nd, I put in my two weeks and I was out of there by September 16th. Now, I'm thinking, "Okay, God, I did what you needed me to do. I left the role. I left the position." Now what? And this podcast specifically was one of the things that God had placed on my heart to do. He's been telling me this for like a year and some change, but I'll talk about that another time. But now that I'm doing this, God is like, "Well, you were saying you was distracted?" And the work was taking over you and all this and that. So now you have an opportunity to just focus on this podcast. So baby, roll it out. So now that's the focus. Granted, he is providing for me financially. I have two part-time jobs, but this is the focus now, right? So when it comes to these transitions in life, I'm like, God, I don't know what you're doing. I have no idea what's happening. But all of these things happening back to back, because I felt like I even, even in that transition of me getting the job, I felt like that was such a short-lived stint that I didn't even get to enjoy it fully before I got placed back into a low point of the circle, going through the lows and the motions of the of you know the transitions of life. So with that context and child, as I'm recording this, I'm still in the low point to you know, depending on the perspective. I'm still in the low point. But what's been most important for me is what I've been speaking over myself while I'm going through these motions um I had to change my perspective completely and really what it came down to is me surrendering to this process once I surrendered to the process my expectations of how things were supposed to play out started to vanish I told y'all I, I used to be an overthinker it sometimes still tries to creep in literally Satan himself but I rebuke it but But because I overthink or used to overthink so much, once this situation started to like really set in and it smacked me in the face that I didn't have a job anymore and I was out here in Atlanta and blah, 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 I was having a hard time kind of bouncing back to letting God take control and he's going to solve it and he's going to work it out and all of that. Now, as I'm recording this, I'm nine weeks out of that situation, like actually out of my last day, and all of that, and it has been a roller coaster, okay. I have felt every single emotion that you would even think of, right frustration, anger, hurt, impatience, more importantly, um confusion, like I'm just completely over it, ready to throw the towel in, sometimes I'm hopeful and optimistic, other times I'm pessimistic, I'm motivated one moment, then I'm defeated the next like the list just goes on, child. I've just felt so many emotions. I'm definitely on like the more positive side right now and for the past like two weeks, but the nine, past nine weeks have been tough just going through every single emotion ranging from both sides of the spectrum. And I'll admit, I reached a point where I was a little numb to things going left. I hate to say that, but I did. Like, I would say things like, my life is in shambles. <laughs> my life is in shambles. But, you know, I ain't gonna lie, it was, child, it still is, but, but you know, I would say things like, my life is in shambles, or I'm gonna try to figure out X, Y, Z, and I'm just gonna, I'm, I gotta do this, and I gotta do that. Like, just constantly on the go, really just stressing myself out. Now, I done already said before that I made a video on my 25th birthday about me not stressing anymore. Child, I have to remind myself that every time, because I'm like, girl, what you doing? You're stressing yourself out, okay? You're about to go gray by 27, but I've also been restoring my faith and hope by reading my word and my prayers and conversations with God have sounded very transparent and very real. Like I bring my disappointment to God faithfully, like all the time. I'm like, God, we was this close to being late on rent this month. God, what happened? You know, like I, I'm hurt. I feel like you abandoned me. I feel like you left me. I bring all of that to God. And we still close, still my dog. More than likely, it's because I tried to handle it on my own, but that's neither here nor there. But I I bring all of my, my things, I, my conversations with him are very real and transparent. Like I said, I bring my disappointments to him. I express how sad I am that life isn't how I want it to be. And I was never the type that was like, by 25, I'm going to be married with a kid and a dog. And that wasn't me. I, mean, I didn't really see that for myself, but I just knew I was going to be a boss by 25, you know, like. Child, car decked out, home decked out. I got a townhouse at that point. You know, like that's what I've seen for myself. And to not be living that is like, <clears throat> okay. So where did we go wrong? Where did I go wrong, guys? Let me slow down. Let me go back to the drawing board. Um, other times it's me expressing gratitude, gratitude, and that really, really is the way that I find peace. Just expressing gratitude and reminding myself all the ways that God has shown up and that He always has shown up. Right back to the Bible up until this day. And even moving forward, he always shows up, expressing gratitude for the people I have in my life, just completely thankful for all my bonds and the relationships that I have with people, and just ultimately learning how to surrender to his plan and not mine. So now I say things like, God, place me where you need me to be, or not my will, but yours, you know, like, truthfully, even one of my part-time jobs is a serving job, and even before my shifts, I say, God, use me, use me during that shift, give me favor with them tips, hallelujah, (laughs) but allow me to be a light in that restaurant, and it's worked, I mean, not saying that, like, I knew it wasn't going to work, but, like, God has just anointed me and placed so much favor on me that all my interactions with guests, like, even my, one of my bosses, my one of my managers came to me and was like, I, you know, your guests keep coming up to me and tell me, they give you so many compliments, and they're just speaking so highly of you, And they're always asking me, you know, like, how long have you served? And this and that. And she'll tell them, like, this is her first serving job. I'm like, that's Jesus, okay? He gonna come through every time. (laughs) But this isn't where I want to be forever, obviously, at the restaurant. But I have to let know, I I have to let God know that I'm okay with where I'm at, where you have me. I'll be where you need me to be for the time being. And I'll be of service while you're working on my next. When I tell you, I know God is up there rubbing his hands together like Birdman. About to unveil this plan that he has, I just know it. I just have to release this expectation of when it's gonna to come to fruition. But I know. I just know it's good. Because why would he bring me through all this? You know? <laughs> but the truth is, like, like we don't we don't know how long we're gonna be going through whatever we're going through, and that's the tough part. And so that's why I say I'm encouraging you all to learn how to surrender to what he has planned for you because you don't know how long you're going to be going through this. And we can't, I told you I got weary. I became numb to things going left. Like, imagine God was like, yeah, I'm going to have you in this season for the next two years. My God. <laughs> but he does that for some people, right? And I don't know. He could have that for me as well. I don't believe that. I rebuke it. But we have to find ways to adapt and let God know I'll do what you need me to do. For the time being, whatever you need, I'll do it whatever wherever you need me to be, I'll be there. whatever you need me to say, I'll say it. Those things we have to show him, and by showing him that's our action, that's like the, you know the faith without works is dead. I believe you, God, I'm also going to move in that way as well. I believe that you're going to show it for me. I'll be content where I'm at because I know that blessing is on the other side, and that's that that's that attitude, that mentality, that perspective that we have to shift when we're going through these hard times. Everybody has that phase in life where they're like, God, what in the world is this? (laughs) This was not what I was expecting. One of the things that I've had a a really hard time with dealing with is like relationship strains during this phase or during all my low phases. Like January through March was the worst. I was dealing with so much like negative self-talk about the type of friend I was being at the time. My therapist had to help me through that. Thank God. Thanks, Dr. Ballard. (laughs) But I just had a really hard time with accepting the fact that I'm not at my best right now. But if the people that I have in my life really love me, they won't be expecting me to perform or to do much for them to uphold this relationship, you know? But I was telling myself, like, you're just a terrible friend. And oh my gosh, I can't be there for anyone. I don't have the capacity. My therapist was like, what do you want them to do like or what do you think they want you to do you know like do a flip on FaceTime like what are you talking about what are you expecting and I just of course I was sobbing but I felt that as well I was feeling like I'm just having a hard time being there for myself in the first place and then trying to show up for my loved ones the moment I was transparent with my loved ones about what I had going on and they were just extremely understanding and supportive and they were like, girl, we don't need nothing from you. Just jump on FaceTime every now and then. <laughs> but, but I just there was there was a lot of things that I was facing that I have been facing during these transitions. But that transparency with the friendships has helped transparency with God surrendering all of those things. Now, as we're trying to make it to the other side, y'all, we just have to let go of these grips that we have on life because be for real. And I'm talking to you for real. What do you think? How could you actually handle these situations better than God? Be for real, <laughs> BFFR. Like, be for real. We have to surrender our creators—the only one that knows exactly how our life is supposed to go. See, I find myself constantly trying to control how my life is supposed to look. And for a very long time, I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing in the first place now i've been through my relationship with god he has shown me what my purpose is and even there's some other vehicles that he's going to present to me in the future that will help me fulfill that assignment but he's shown me what my purpose is and so now i'm like okay god now what this makes sense as to why you're bringing me through this and or sometimes it don't make sense but me trying i didn't even create myself i didn't even ask to be here right like (laughs) what are we talking about guys we don't know What's best for us? And so I'm at a point now in life where I'm like, just exactly that. I don't know what's best for me. There are some things that I know, like, I I don't deserve that. Or you don't need to put yourself through that. But in a bigger scheme of things, I don't know what's best for me. And I know that if I put my trust in God, I'm going to win every time. Okay? Every time. So if you're going through a transition phase in life or... You've been through one, you're going through them right now, or you in a phase where you up and eventually the transition will come. I promise it's only temporary. And as I'm telling y'all this, I'm telling myself this too. I'm recording this as I'm in my transition phase. But even now, I know this with a shadow of doubt. God has some amazing things in store for me and for y'all as well. It's just all a matter of timing. I got the chance to hang out at Piedmont Park um, the first weekend of November and I really do that like probably like twice a month three times a month I just enjoy going to the park but lay out a little blanket you know I maybe have a friend there or something I'll journal I'll listen to music I'll listen to a sermon whatever and this first weekend in November I had journaled out three separate things that I was praying for or asking God to clarify one was a request that would change the world itself or my family's world The second one was a request regarding my purpose, clarity regarding my purpose. And then the third one was clarity on something specific in the Bible, like, you know, something on his word. In response to the second one, I said that I was asking God for discernment and patience. I always want to go, go, go. But it's just now hitting me now that I don't want to rush these blessings or have it come too late. Right. Like I don't want God to I don't want me to be in such a rush to get what God has given me that it's undercooked and it's not as good as as God intended it to be. Or I get something else or I wait too late because I'm not preparing myself for this blessing that is overcooked or I get something else. You know, I get the second option. I don't want that. I want the one that God said exactly is for me. I don't have to rush it. I don't want it to come too late. So I need to develop the patience to wait forgot to say here it is my child you've waited you've endured you've been tempted but you you stayed faithful so here you go here it is right I don't want to miss my mark and I'm encouraging you all to do the same I'm praying for all of us as we're navigating these transition phases and I pray that we all are able to develop a healthier approach to what god is bringing us through he's preparing you for what he has prepared for you hallelujah somebody said that last week that wasn't my words (laughs) that wasn't my words but for real i felt that he is preparing us for what he has prepared for us and we can't we can't be unprepared with something that he has worked up so hard you know like he he worked on this come correct that's all i'm saying i'm trying to come correct So I'll do what I need to do in this transition phase so that when God presents that blessing, I'm ready for it. And I pray that you all do the same as usual. Comment on Instagram or on whatever platform you're listening in. If you want to offer some words of advice, share what your testimony is or what your transition phase has looked like, or even ways that you can, you know, help others, because we're all going to go through it. This isn't going to be my, this isn't my first transition phase and it definitely won't be my last, but I'm praying for all of us. I pray you enjoyed this. I pray that it hit home and it's some encouragement for you. And I appreciate you for tuning in. I'll catch you on the next one.